0: discover the Dakota lithium difference. Dakota lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the Lithium Revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early. Unbelievable. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone.
1: Chargers.
0: It's a touchdown.
1: An exclusive NFL game.
0: That's fantastic
1: live in primetime only on peacock with a christmas gift to their fans they're having some fun now bills versus chargers
0: next saturday 7 30 eastern exclusively on peacock what's up nerds welcome back to the aggressively average angler podcast tonight we are joined by a very special guest who mind you we have been trying to get onto this show for a while but he's a busy man he's a family man he actually had to like jump off we almost didn't make the time cut Because he had to help out his kids. So we really appreciate his time. We do want to let you guys know it's going to be an hour show tonight, like a for real one hour show. And I'm even going to keep this intro super short. So I just want to introduce my co-host, Paul. Paul, what's up, dude? How you doing? Hi, Hi. this is amazing. You're not dead. It's so great. Paul's feeling better. Everybody be like, thank you, Paul, for not being sick anymore. And then let's welcome our guest here. We got Ben Nowak, a dude that smacks Smalley's like it's his frigging job. Oh, wait, it is. Ben, how you doing, man?
1: (laughs) What's up, guys? No, I appreciate having me on. I mean, it's been, like you guys said, a long time coming. Just life, man. It's just life and family and and work and life. So
0: you guys know how it is. Oh, 100%. We were talking about kids a little bit before this. And it's funny how a child can be so beautiful and yet also absolutely a terrorist. So uh, we we totally get it, and we appreciate your time for today. I, I was just thinking about this too. I just want to throw this out there. You guys remember that Monster Bass podcast we did on a back porch at an Airbnb on Houghton Lake in Michigan? Ben was sure there, so we technically did podcast together. <laughs> uh, yeah, very different circumstances.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was something. That was uh, I've never done a podcast like that, and I may never do another podcast like that ever again. Where <laughs> there's like a panel of ten people sitting in a row. <laughs>
0: It was it was a lot going on. It was definitely a lot of fun, but we're in for some fun tonight, you guys. So thank you so much for joining us. If any of your Fishing friends are not on here right now in the chat, you should go invite them in ASAP. Also, quick reminder, podcast is available on all podcast platforms, so help us boost this show up a bit. You can help us do that by subscribing, downloading episodes, and leaving us a five-star review, and then sharing the show whenever you get a shot. The show is sponsored by Monster Bass. As always, we're doing a giveaway. End of the episode, so hang with us this whole hour tonight and you'll get a shot at a $25 gift card to monsterbass.com. Uh shout outs to uh, some of our other amazing sponsors like Akuma and Waterland. And also, if you guys want to support the show, you can click join below. I'm done. <laughs> go for it,
2: All right. <laughs> so we're going to get to, we're going to get to our, our icebreaker, the Q of the D uh, this one is, is I'll be honest, I geared this one a little towards Ben. So uh, this one is for everybody, but I'll, we will let Ben go first. Almost what is ben. it? What is the best flavor that Mountain Dew has ever devised? Oh, this, go- this could be this could this be is for-
1: gonna, this is going to get me in trouble because like oh, no Mountain Dew. Um, I'm more of a power egg guy in the boat. Mountain Dew is like sure. a, if it's just like a regular Mountain Dew, though, like if I'm going to drink Mountain Dew, it's probably just going to be regular Mountain Dew. Straight up OG. Just straight up OG Mountain Dew.
2: Wow.
1: And they have all those flavors like Code Red. And I feel like so when I was many. a teenager growing up, like Code Red was the deal. Or like Baja was the Blast from Taco Bell. But beyond that, like just a regular Mountain Dew. They're, they're probably wow. like, man, we sent him all these cool flavors and he's just like <laughs> regular.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate wow. you staying with the standards. Jeff. Yeah, there's nothing Jeff, wrong with that at all. No, not at all. Jeff, what no. would you go with?
0: Dude, there's there's one answer for me that's always been the answer, and it's the
2: ha 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 blast. No
0: duh. I so, definitely drank some code red in high school. <laughs> dude,
1: that was a, that, sh- that one. That's zero
0: sugar. Oh hard. Oh, oh it's the alcoholic version. Yeah, they did Wait, just drop what? their hard version. Uh that's crazy. which I mean the zero sugar, maybe, but definitely if it's some of those like the pop. One's a lot of the the seltzers. Yeah. I'm just like I just can't nah. drink those,
2: dude. All right, I'm gonna it have does? to. I would I would gi- I would give that a shot just to test it out. Oh, well. But I I will say it's got to be Code Red. There's the nostalgia factor. It also is the hardest hitting, and I feel like I don't it drink does. soda you know that often, and so when <laughs> I want a so I just want. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. If did you, you just did want you, it to be straight sugar in your mouth, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I want to
2: get in trouble. That. <laughs> My whole body just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa.
2: Yeah. You, you can just up, like... knock this off. but <laughs> yeah. Also, I gotta, I gotta
0: call your Midwestern out of you right now. You just said soda. Why'd you say soda? Do we not say soda? We say pop.
2: Oh, that's yeah, pop. All yeah, right, do- Miles. Like, what's a, get me a When I'm gonna have me a pop, I would like to have. I'd like to have a coat Red. I, this guy, uh, this
0: guy's a Midwestern up here, just like li- guess, he's yeah. just living amongst us. Like, he's not even a real <laughs>
2: Midwestern. not gonna acknowledge it. it
1: Coke. Like, if I'm gonna have a Coke, then it's gonna be a, a code red. That you're you're in a If I'm gonna have a Coke,
2: it'll be a code red. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, if I'm, I'll, have a, I'll take be a Coke, Pepsi.
0: a Mountain Dew Coke, code red.
1: It'll be a Pepsi lot
0: of product. things all at
2: once. Oh, god. Yeah. I like, I will say though, Jeff and I actually on the trip that we were doing the podcast. It was scorching hot, one of those days, and we skipped dinner with everybody because we knew we had to get the kayaks out and we wanted to fish a a little bit of a different area. So we skipped dinner. We got Taco Bell and we got Baja Blast Blast Freezies. And as we were sweating our keisters off, pedaling out, we had frozen Mountain Dew slushies. And I'll be honest with you, a couple Crunchwrap Supremes, uh, along with a slushie on a scorching hot day. Uh, I can't I can't I can't not recommend it. You
1: can you can never go wrong with a slushy.
2: Exactly. Definitely not.
1: Also, a slushy is the deal.
0: Yeah, like that day, we were grinding so hard because we were chasing <laughs> you in the bass boat, right? Yeah. So you guys are flying around in your boat and we're just like, pedal, 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 yeah. just right. dying. In the and way. not
1: only that, dude, it was blowing like 30 miles an hour. People it, was know for it was hustling for a while. It was so hard. Yep. We tried to like sneak to a lake that wouldn't blow and it was just blowing everywhere constantly. <laughs> it,
0: it was, uh, yeah, we could not avoid it. We did an Instagram live on the way back while waves were just going <laughs> yeah, for us. Right. It was hilarious. And then... <laughs> That Baja Blast, that thing hit like a sensu beam. <laughs> Dude, so <accurate. laughs> I was just like, I'm alive again. And then you and I fished the channels on Houghton and we just smoked them. We all of a sudden Didn't have we can catch fish again, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: because yeah, was... we were not having fun, we were struggling for a bit. Oh, that was yes. tough
1: it was so hard those days. Like, it was like begging fish to bite just so we had a couple fish to show in the video. It was so tough, it was yeah.
2: really tough. And I hate I hate to derail us, but it is one of those things that it gets really hard because you get a whole bunch of people together and you get the you know you get the the cameras out and there's like an expectation that like everyone's you gonna gotta, fish gotta catch fish all day and like, yeah. um, so it, hard. dude, it's so like you cannot you can't you obviously can't plan the weather you can't plan the bite and it's not like we didn't have boats out either like that made me feel a little better because we had, what two three boats out plus the kayaks and the
0: little dingy that the guys had for the camera the was dinghy. so funny <laughs> and
2: it, but even and we had and we had good anglers out and people and we were running and gunning too it's not like yeah. we stayed yeah. on a spot for longer than 4 hours so it was like you know even with you and Alex and and everyone else that was like you know fishing hard it, it, we were not getting it done. I was like, well, thank God. Cause like, it'd be one thing if like everybody else was catching fish and I was still yeah. getting blanked. I'd be like, okay. But like, at least <laughs> people were struggling. Like, thank God everyone's struggling yes. a little bit. Cause like, but it, it really does suck too. Cause there is that elevated expectation. Um, I've been in that situation a couple of times. It's not fun. You want to um, do
0: well. You want to like get the yeah, footage. You right? really do. And yeah. It, the pressure sometimes gets you, man. I know it got to me like day one on the St. Lawrence. Uh, the first, like, <laughs> Two and a half hours, I was just like so mad. I was like, I can't get anything wrong on camera, I'm gonna do something. And then, like, it fine, I just gave up on that feeling. I was like, I'm just gonna try new stuff. Tried the Carolina rig, all of a sudden, day turned around, and day two was well, even
1: like, especially on that trip, right? Where like. Travis and Eric are hyping it up and they catch like six pounders the night before and just smash them. And then you guys get like the worst possible weather that blows through and yep. it drops like 25 degrees. It's blowing. They have to keep you guys on like a smaller area of the river. It's just like, you can't script it any worse. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it, it was, it
0: was, it was nuts. We didn't expect it at all. And they were like, was, we had 70 fish in the boat yesterday. And we were like, yeah, we're going to crush it. And we were just like, can we have five? we have five fish. <laughs> it's so funny.
2: We did turn it around though both times. We did. So we did we yep. didn't get it done. But anyways, so I I want to we we do have limited time. I want to make the most of it. Um so, you know, Ben, you are you are mostly known not just for being a great angler, but be really being an angler that uh does a phenomenal job targeting and catching uh not just smallmouth, but like big smallmouth, right? Um on on water that is like prolific, but also on maybe water that is not so prolific, uh, and yeah. just doing a great job of like kind of finding your own fish, so to speak. Right. Um, uh, at least that is, that's my take on if I was like, thank Hey, you. thank you. Know, you. What has been right. Um, what, what is Ben? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. And, it's so
1: funny. I like, I appreciate the kind words and yeah. I just, I actually had a conversation about this the other day at, on the way to the lake. Right. Um, And I think this will help people feel a little bit more confident in their ability to catch smallmouth. Like it looks like we hammered these fish and it looks like we're just constantly on big fish. dude. There was a guy that came up to us at the boat ramp and he's like, man, how do you constantly catch big fish? How are you constantly on big fish? And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I'm not like just straight up. Not like, yeah, (laughs) I look cool. And I hold up big fish occasionally, but like, it's just a matter of, having these bodies of water and years and years of time on the water where I can say, okay, now I know I need to go to Lake X during October because that bite is good or I mm. need to go here or the wind's blowing out of this direction. I think I should be able to catch fish, but like so many years of just not catching them and even now just not catching them and having a place I can bounce to so that it looks like I catch them, right? Like I catch big fish and I do, but at the same time, it's just that time on the water Yeah that like, has given me the experience to know like i'm not going to this lake during october because i suck i'm going to this lake because i suck less
2: (laughs) Um, well
0: you you got the honey holes you got the tough lakes like i I feel like time on the water is just one of those topics that keeps coming up over and over and over again And, and like you guys have heard it on the previous podcasts you've already heard it on this podcast um and it's just true man that's like the biggest key component here is if you want to get better. Just keep doing it. And that's where we're learning with, I mean, with this show, kind of the purpose of this show is that, uh, and this is just the reminder because it's episode four for everybody, but our goal is to get people on who know more about certain things than we do, which is easy, most people, most things. Uh, but then we can learn <laughs> like these new techniques and then we go out and like, we're going to try this out. We're going to like listen, take notes, do the research, talk to the people, go do the thing and see if we can repeat that, right? So if we can make that happen, uh, glide baits for example we've been just dinking around with them and you know it really is time in the water because the first time you throw a glide bait you're like i'm sorry did i just heave an anvil overboard of my boat and like how is this yeah. going to catch me a fish you're like i don't know how this feels this feels totally different from anything else i've done so yeah i mean that's the main purpose here and uh it's it's funny that you mentioned that like everybody else listening time on the water you want to get better at something fish only that thing for a and like fish as much as you can i mean i know we all got lives here so it's a little bit difficult to do it all the time i'd love to be on the water like five days a week of course well, but you know we can't
2: <laughs> that that's actually where i was going so and by the way we had a on on the previous podcast we had a question when we had some of the best anglers that you know we've ever had on the show and one of the unanimous answers when we say like what is one of the the question was like what is one of the um one is one of the universal truths of fishing and that was the only thing that people agreed on was that time in the water is the only thing that can make you better period forever like if you had nothing else time will lend itself to even better fishermen period um the only unassailable rule so take it for what it's worth um but i guess one of my questions is like well i guess i want to start with like how did you get focused on smallies because you spend a significant portion of your seasons, and we get four of them here in Michigan, but you spend a significant amount of your time focused on smallmouth. What kind of drove you to smallmouth and kind of maybe steered you away from largies, um, you know, and, and and really any other species that are out there, right?
1: Yeah. So I actually didn't catch a smallmouth. The first smallmouth I ever caught was not in Michigan, it was in New York. It was on Lake Champlain in New York um, when I was like 17 years old so um because i started watching mike iconelli city limits fishing which is a television show like 10 years ago well i started watching that show and i was like oh my gosh this guy has a really cool boat bass fishing tournaments are a thing like this is something that people can go out and compete and like catch bass and it's like a cool thing to do like this isn't just me going out and casting off shore Well, so then I signed up for a tournament, and I got, like, way in over my head. I was fishing a Toyota series, or it used to be, like, a Rayback, which is, like, semi-pro tournament as a co-angler on day one. and, And, dude, like, understand, there's normally, like, steps you take to get here. Like, I didn't know anything. It's just, like, I didn't even have a boat. I didn't have a boat. I've never been in a bass boat, ever. So I signed up for Lake Champlain, and I get... Drawn with Brandon Coulter on day one, who is now uh, MLF Pro Circuit guy or BPT guy, dude. So we're out there. I'm using a Berkeley Cherrywood from like 1984 with a Fenwick HMG reel, also that didn't have like anti reverse. It's so old, like there was no anti reverse on this.
2: He had oh to look at
1: me like I'm just a goofus because it's 2014. 2013, dude, it's just, so I caught my first smallmouth when I was in Champlain, I came back, I bought a boat, um, it was like strictly a largemouth guy, but then what I realized is like, no one fished the Saginaw Bay, there was one guy that I knew of that fished the Saginaw Bay for smallmouth, right, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool, like, I want to be the pioneer of the guy that does it. So I had a boat that would handle it eventually. And like, I just started going out and like going out and sucking and literally like when I say going out and sucking, like zero fish days, five, 10, 15 days, just not catching literally a fish. Then I put one piece of the puzzle together. Then I put two and it literally became like an addiction where it was like as much time as I can spend out there, I'm going to spend out there. And I started filming and posting it on YouTube back when like it was just highlight montages like fish catch montages. Yeah. And people started to take notice, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, shoot, like, I love smallmouth. I've caught largemouth. I mean, my grandparents had a, a lake, um, or had a cottage on a lake that was all largemouth. My aunt had a cottage on a lake that was all largemouth. I never caught smallmouth. So, like, it just became an addiction, and I just got stuck out there and doing it and doing it and doing it. And, like, smallmouth to me is so much more, like, no all your gear has to be so dialed in and all like people say they're stupid, but especially when you start fishing glacial bodies of water, like it's just so dialed on how you have to be to get these fish to eventually go. And that really kind of spoke to me. And then the electronics kick, like that got me excited too. So.
0: Dude, that's, and it's so true. Like uh, when we, and I say it's a little bit different. So like when we fish the grand river, for example, you feel sometimes like I can throw a Ned rig and like just drag and I will catch every fish in (laughs) So easy. It's cheat codes. And then you go to the St. Lawrence and you're like, I have to create a souffle of perfection and put it in front of this bass at precisely 3.5 feet in front of it so that it will bite it. And you're just like, wait, what? (laughs) Like it was totally different. Uh, but yeah, you're like, And again, going back to time on the water, like you started out sucking, didn't we all? Some of us still, you know, like you you kind (laughs) of, you got all of us still
1: like that's, that really is is like the sport of fishing, dude. It's like so humbling and there's lakes right now I can go to and I can be like, man, I know I suck out here. I know there's big fish and like, I just have to put in the time to figure that lake out. Like there's a lake that I um, went to last week and it would make it look like I'm easy, like I'm good out there. But people yeah. don't see that I've been out there, like forty sometimes the amount of waypoints that are out there, and I'm learning like little minutia that make me not have to fish a one thirty second ounce, or three thirty second ounce hair jig anymore. Like I can fish a half ounce jig, right? So it's like mm. you just suck until you don't.
0: <laughs> like like with, like with most things, dude. I it's mean, gonna be my next. Just, two weekends ago, right, Paul? We had a we had a one fish day. In oh yeah, seven hours. We're <laughs> just like. Yeah seriously like i feel like i could have been casting behind me the whole time and i would have done better like it's just absurd
2: yeah there's nothing like going right over fish that you've just cast at knowing that like you had zero impact whatsoever on that fish's day (laughs) Um, so so i guess getting to that now you know how often how many days a year do you get to fish right now knowing that you got a young family you got a full-time job You do have content creation, which I don't care what anybody says. It can it motivates you certainly to get out, but it absolutely gets in the way. So how many days a year do you get to fish right now? And we have winter. So So like there's you got that to contend with.
1: I I used to fish seriously, like probably three days a week. Like in the evenings I get out of work and go fishing. Yep. Um, up until about two or three years ago when I had Reese, when, when Reese was conceived, like my life started changing and now I'm probably fishing, not including like a couple day trip here and there. Like I get one couple day trip in the spring and one in the fall. I'm probably fishing 10 to 12 days, maybe, maybe 15 days. Like it's very limited and I'll probably get, it's, I mean, it's pretty limited, right? Like it's, you're talking like two days a month. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so it's it's limited, right? And the other big thing is I just don't want to miss anything at home. Like, I have these certain goals for myself where I'm like, I'm not going to miss anything at home. Like, if we have a plan, like, I'm not going to miss it. So, yeah, yeah, about 15 days. I'll probably get maybe three more. (laughs) I, I have a tournament this weekend, so that's guaranteed two days. But I'll probably get two additional days in this year, maybe three, if I'm really lucky.
2: That's tough. What? How long? I feel like how we're long? close to that,
0: Paul. are we? We're we're gonna get like we might get lucky. Multi not days are multi days no, are
2: pretty been. are rare. Multi days are definitely rare. Oh, multi we days do definitely get, don't happen. <laughs> but we do. But I mean, once a week is like pretty much. It's very <laughs> that's, constant. That's our goal.
0: Is let's yeah, get yeah. out on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. Yes. Uh, depending, for, like for the last for, six weeks, a my third kids of a day. Soccer. Yeah, for a third of the day. So my kids had soccer, so we had to do Sunday, and then it didn't always line up. So it was like, you
1: go there, I'll go here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and just do what we can, right?
1: Yeah, that's a great, I mean, that's a great point. Like, you guys are talking about a third of a day and, like, half a day, is, right, of, of fishing. To me, it's, like, it's hard because there's just not anything within, like, an hour. So if I don't get at least a half a day, mm-hmm. it's, like, very tough to even make it useful, like, make it worth my time to even take the boat there.
2: Well, and that's expenses right. and
1: everything.
2: Right. Well, and that's you know you make you make a great point. That is one of that is one of the reasons that I don't have a boat. Um, it kept me. It actually kept me off the water when I had one <clears throat> because it was I was in a terrible situation to have a boat. But it was like I had to do everything from carry the eighty-five pound motor out, you know, because yeah. uh, I was worried about it getting stolen where it was parked and whatnot, you know and then it was like the motor didn't work half the time because it was a like a 50s motor that i was like working on right but it it had become something that was so much of a chore that it was like well i'm not going on the water and then all of a sudden i go to a kayak and it's like okay drag it over here uh three four rods couple tackle boxes everything else is pretty much sitting in the kayak already okay i'm going and that became that was an enabler versus like like even just mentally like the like the the idea of like, okay, I got to get all this stuff together, plus gas and everything else. And it was like, and then I'm probably gonna get stranded out there. So it's like, all right, you know, maybe I'm not <laughs> gonna go unless I have like the entire day. And obviously, this was pre kids. So I, I say that not to dissuade anyone from getting a boat. But that actually, we you know we talk about like, the most important thing is time on the water. So whatever for you is an enabler, because for some people, that's a boat, because it means like we were doing that what we were talking about, you're like, Okay, if I hit this lake, I've got five or six nearby. I get to this spot, it's not it's just no good. There's a bunch of people on it. You know, they're having a big, you know, pontoon party today or whatever. Go to the next lake. So that's an enabler for you, right? You can go to a bunch of different lakes if you want to in that day or or maybe you're on a humongous piece of water like Lake St. Clair or whatever. Uh, uh you know, or or super big water and you're like, "Okay, I I I need to be able to fish seven or eight different spots. None of them near me are good. But if I had a boat, i would fish more often, right?" Um For sure. You know, do the boat thing. So it's not, not to say that, but whatever is an enabler for you. So ultralight to me is an enabler for a lot of people, because it means if you're on ultralight tackle and you're rocking limited gear, you can fish anywhere anytime after work, lunchtime. If that's your enabler that gets you time, I'm just making that. That's like my tip number one for the show, because it really was something that, especially when I first started fishing, like I, I, all I did was wade creeks. I wet weighted creeks. I didn't do anything else. And it was like, that that was my enabler, and then it was kayaking, and and someday it will be boat fishing because I'll I want to take the whole family, right? And so it, it will be a boat later on, but just figuring out whatever's an enabler for you, whether it's a schedule, you know, gear, boat, kayak, whatever that's that's massive because it leads work. to more time. It years. leads to more time. Um, all right, and especially yeah. so,
1: like kind of oh. just building on that real quick. Yeah. So. Yeah especially having a bunch of in Michigan, there's a bunch of creeks and streams and rivers and like to me, having a boat, you're limited to what you can fish, right? There's a river down from my house half a mile this way. There's a river down this way about two and a half miles. You can go that way and hit like a section of river that flows and they all have fish. But if you're fishing with a boat and like, that's your strict, like I have to be on my boat, like you're not fishing those places. If you're fishing only a heavy rod, you're not fishing those places. Like if you have a travel spinning rod, you have a reel with eight pound test line and let's say six or four pound test fluorocarbon line, you can do so many things and just being out there fishing. I don't care. Like some of the best bass fishermen that I've ever met, are not only good bass fishermen, they're just like good fishermen. They're just fishy. Like you guys, I'm sure we all know like fishy people, they could fish in a, the pond in a puddle right and catch a fish out of it yep. just being fishy helps you be fishy and catch more bass so like that's my biggest thing is like just find ways whatever it is to go catch more fish
0: be the fish catch the that's, fish that's right carpe <laughs> diem sees the carp oh god dude that's wanna... like that's having a rod and reel like in the back of your truck and just being like i've got a plano thirty six hundred in, in the truck back pocket and yeah, boom i hit anywhere i go um so we do want to get into some tactics some techniques i think we're gonna hit uh we did have like a shout out i want to call out real quick and then uh i definitely want to talk about like the way you're fishing them right now and if it's not drop shot that's totally fine we don't have to talk about only that um but I'm, I'm fairly certain it's part of it and i'd be interested in you yeah too. Uh, so real quick shout out to uh Burly Bunch Elite member, Dalton Miller, who answered way back. And yes, we have to space this out to like give us better timing on the show. Uh, <laughs> but he, he called out Code Red. So he did want to let us know. The Mountain Dew flavor of choice, Code Red. So he sides with Paul, and it's fine. Paul only said that because he wanted to say something different than Baja. Uh, Everybody knows it's Baja Blast, period, the end.
2: Uh, you're going to see me cheersing you with your Baja Blast, and I will have Code Red. And I will drink mine faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will have the hard Baja blast, and I'll be totally fine with that yeah. scenario.
1: That's, just shotgun, shotgun it. Shotgun. It sounds
0: absolutely awful. Uh, right. I'm not sure I'll do that. Um, do you want to call out just because he's a burly bunch elite member? If you guys want to click join below, you can. Learn more. We just did a members only live yesterday, and we just talked tackle the whole time. Was it was fun. it was a blast. It that was, was a lot of fun. We were just talking about all things tackle everything from behind me to way down in the office and uh just all different cool weird baits uh one of our guys uh the burly hype man who's maybe probably in here somewhere uh was at a tackle shop on the on the <laughs> podcast so that was pretty cool <laughs> but we do that once a month if you want to check that out all right so and ollie's i don't know what that means man like explain that's
2: that the
0: to store me. i this is very store. interesting
1: right like you can buy tackle okay. that has been discontinued for like 12 years and then it'll show up in Ollie's. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
0: yeah. what he was showing us. There's all sort. Of, there was a bunch of Castaic Lucky Strike or yeah. Lucky Strike cigarettes. Cool. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Craft. Uh, and then even like bait labs and just some weird stuff was there, man. It was it was cool. So, anyways, uh let's talk tactics. Like what what are the if you could give us your top, even like three tactics right now, like what's working for you the best.
1: Um, I've been on a big finesse jig kick and I'm talking like really small ounce finesse jig. Um, catching them really, really good on that, but fishing it almost like you'd fish in that rig. Right. So benefit yep. of that finesse jig is super fast fall and I'm fishing moderately deep. So I'm talking like 10 to 15 foot of water and it just flies down. Yeah. Um,
2: can I ask real quick? So this is really interesting to me because we actually have stumbled across a couple of different companies that have started to make more finesse jigs. And what my I have a couple questions. One is on those finesse jigs, what type of material? Uh, is my first question because I'm seeing a lot of mixed materials come through lately and a lot of naturals on on like bass head to type jigs. My second question is what type of jig head? Because I've also seen a lot of finesse jigs, jigs coming out. Usually you see like the ball head, but there's been a lot of different shapes that I've been seeing in, yeah. f- in more like finesse, not even tungsten, just smaller. Um, yeah. So I'd be curious what style of head and then what kind of material.
1: Um, so a lot of the stuff that I'm fishing around for smallmouth is hard bottom areas. So like, I don't want to say rock, but it's like harder bottom. So it could be like sand bottom as opposed to a mud or muck bottom. Or it could be like a gravel bottom instead of a sand bottom. So harder bottom areas. And it's typically like a football-ish style head. So one is like the Beast Coast OW Sniper, which Travis helped design. It's phenomenal. It's so, so good. Um,
2: The hook on that.
1: The hook is so – that's probably the best hook in a finesse jig right now. Um, dude. It's just deadly. And big key for me – so they make one – the standard skirt which is like a full silicone material and then they have one called the MB skirt which is like single it's literally a single tab of material so it's like half the amount of skirt. Yep. That's the one I'm gonna go with. Um and they have a marabou one and I probably have three or four with the mixed silicone marabou. I like it. I like marabou especially when the water gets really cold. The problem is the trailer doesn't sit really well on there. So like for mm. me it's gonna be a better Situational bait where I'm not fishing a trailer with that bait, but at the same time, like for me, it's an MB head with like a small little trooper, so basically a net rig bait on the back of a finesse jig, and it's really being fished like a heavy net rig, to be honest.
2: So, I've uh, I can get behind mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> one thing I've been meaning to do, <laughs> yeah. one thing I've been meaning to do with all my fly time material that's up there before I give it away, which I'm actually going to do here pretty soon. Um, I really want to, I had been trying to find a way to get, um, to, to to tie a jig that had it. So where the marabou is like not too flared, but flared up around something right, but right where your, the front of your bait would nose into it. And the two things that I've, the the one thing that I haven't tried, the one, the one thing I have tried is just pre time material, like a whole bunch of line, which really sucks to do. Um because there's just a waste of thread, but tying a big bundle of thread and then tying the the material in front of it so that there's just like this big knot, but the material ends up getting extremely flared. But the one thing that I haven't tried is you know those um the rubber tubing that they use for jigs to like actually yeah. tie everything up, if you tied that on first, you could actually tie it in a cone shape. then you could tie on your material while you're tying the cone in, and then you could put your skirt and then you'd have like a perfect place to nestle up your bait and it would really not even ever touch the marabou. Um kind of expensive, definitely a pain in the butt. And I don't know that y- you'd have to cut a really small piece of tubing to get it to work on a finesse jig that small. But I haven't tried it yet. But that's like the one thing that I want to try and do to make like it would look super funky on its own until you got it wet. But like anything else yeah. marabou.
1: But... Anything marabou looks terrible until it eventually has something like
2: when no it's wet
1: it <laughs> looks absolutely terrible, right? But like yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> Talk, talking about marabou real quick, because this is a bait that a lot of people fish a hair, marabou, people get mad when I call it a hair jig. I understand it's a feather jig, right? Like, but I'm not going to call it a feather jig. Anyways, when I'm fishing a hair jig, marabou, <laughs> I take this bait and I fish it all year long. I'll tie it on a 316th or a quarter ounce head. Yeah. It's like a standard jig head, right, where it has like your your jig area or your your silicone area, and then you can thread your bait up on it. And it doesn't, doesn't screw the Mirable up. It actually Good helps call. the Mirabu flow around the bait. Dude, I, like, uh, I've definitely kept it more secret. And I've never put a video out with me fishing it because it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things where, especially when it gets real cold, real cold, yeah. that's a bait that will still get bit. You'll essentially cast it out, let this 8th or 316 net head or bait sink to the bottom and literally do, like as slow as you can pull that thing and it catches giants (laughs) catches really big fish
2: do you use mono or do you use fluoro as a leader
1: it's fluoro yeah that's probably six pound fluoro
0: oh god i I don't know we made a tiktok recently and some random guy commented and said that floor like leaders in general were
2: uh, fake news.
0: Um, so is I just want to put that out there. That, I believe that's everything my that biggest. people say on TikTok.
2: I got to be honest. That is is that that is the one thing that I'll never be able to get over. Uh, if you're looking to get something. Uh, where a bunch of people are commenting. And are responding. Like if you want to start an argument online.
1: Start <laughs> to an argument.
2: The easiest way. On so social easy. media. On TikTok or in shorts. The easiest way. And it's not even. Honestly I don't think it's close. Is, is if you say anything. Make anything. almost any comment about leaders or leader knots like either one and you and people will they're looking for a hill they're like I'd like to murder myself on this hill I'd like to die (laughs) on that one specifically and I don't care what anybody says but I'm dying over there and I'm always like yo like this is getting very heated over like if if somebody says FG knot there's 800 people in line to tell you that that's the worst knot and then right behind those people there's 600 people who are like no 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 that's the is worst knot. Only knot. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yes, people get right. so heated. I, I made sorry. a comment in
1: a video, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't tie the FG. I tie the Alberto knot or whatever, the yeah, like Albright knot or something." And people are like, "Oh, you don't know how to bass fish? You don't know how to take the time to tie a knot?" Uh, I'm like, I? "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" The video was only about throwing like a hair jig, and I just mm-hmm. like a long leader. These people yeah. got so mad about the FG knot and me saying, I don't tie it because it takes too long.
2: You can't and be was- right though. You can't be right. No. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter it, if you are or not. You are not. <laughs>
0: like It doesn't matter in general though, because he's still catching fish. And that's the best part is like, Paul and I will say something and we'll be like, look at the fish wow. we caught. And they'll be like, is that an improved clinch? knot? you're fake. That fish is fake. That's not like, wait, what? Like if your grandpa and your great grandpa use an improved clinch knot, like I think we can, or an the, overhand knot. The, hat. <laughs> just the like, best I, way
1: not to get controversy, which is like the opposite of what you want to do in any social platform anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> is like you just say, you know, I have a story of one time that I caught a fish doing it this way, and they're like, oh, well, if you have a story of doing it this way, then I guess you're valid. But, but that's not so otherwise. Way. If you just say it's, a, if you just say it's a tip. And you're absolutely wrong all the time. But.
2: Could not this be a, less right. A tip for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. All right. If so I, tips uh, at
0: the door. That's my tip for you. Don't ever. So, don't ever yeah. think any of your own. Thoughts. That's what yeah. I want to tell you. Also, the follow-up comment to that was hilarious because some people were like, "Then why am I catching more fish now that I use the leaders?" And he goes, "Placebo yeah. effect." <laughs> yeah, that
1: was it. He goes,
2: "Placebo effect." This is oh a disgrace. i was <laughs> <I'm> dying.
1: <laughs>
0: He just laid <laughs> oh, down on that hill, and he was true. like, "This is my hill. This is my hill." <laughs> all that, so he's just that, saying
1: this straight braid. Is he like just yeah straight? Yes, braid he's it? like he, he just, says just it's, go all, braid. it's all. He, said, he said, it's all and mono is, is all a lie. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this the
0: rationale
2: placebo of <laughs> It was like one of the, the funniest. Like they're trying to lie to you. They're trying to yeah. lie to you and trick you, so they're getting caught. That's the place. <laughs> You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Exactly. It can't be brutal. Wrong.
0: What a brutal
2: cell oh phone. Okay. <clears throat> so, anyways, that was definitely right. an off the rail counter. We We, we digress. Back back, oh, on, the <laughs> so we back but, on the rails. So, I'm going to get back on the rails. So, oh, go ahead. No, finesse ben, jig,
1: we'll we'll yeah. just go through top three finesse yeah. jig, Um, small swim bait. So, like a three inch size size like paddle tail swim bait everything you're gonna notice everything is like downsized anymore because i just like catching fish and i don't care if it's like a mega bait and um maybe a jerk bait or crank bait i just like fishing fast like if i have the opportunity i just don't like fishing slow so a jerk bait or crank bait
0: i i'm I'm sorry i'm laughing right now because our chat is being inundated with <laughs> tinder hot xyz uh adult websites it's so bad this is the four like, day
2: is over here like Josh, literally Josh's fingers are on fire <laughs> he's like hide 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 hide,
0: hide. <laughs> oh my god if you guys are listening to this podcast right now and you're not on these lives you need to come to these lives we also had some guy randomly come in and be like oh this is a boring <laughs> podcast YouTube is for videos. Yeah. <laughs> Chads booted him.
2: Oh, Thank Lord. you for
0: saving that comment. It'll go under "get bent loser" for that. <laughs> <time.
2: laughs> oh man,
1: that you guys was remember cold. when reacting to mean comments was like a really popular style video?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, it was 100%. huge. We actually we we rode the tail end of that trend, <laughs> but it was this the opposite.
1: I miss when that was the deal. You you could just. Videos like that
0: and just crush it. Oh yeah, I well, it was like, like celebrities meaning reading mean tweets. uh yeah. which was was that Jimmy Kimmel?
2: I think it was Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah, I Dude, think
1: so.
2: Which was that was hilarious. But that was probably one of the more fun. I don't think I've. We laugh a lot. We have a lot of fun. We do our videos. It's kind of a problem because it's an editing nightmare. But we have a yeah. lot of fun. We do our videos. But that was one of the more fun videos that I think I've that we've done in years. Like I have so many memories of like. I, we had to stop so many times doing that video. So we just much kept fun. cracking oh, up. It tackling. It's so it funny. Rich. So
0: back to actual fishing, you guys. Uh, so we had a top three come in. So we got the finesse jigs. We got the small swim baits, like three inch paddle tails. And then we've got, what was the last one? because I was Probably a jerk bait. Or Probably jerk, jerk, jerk bait. bait. Okay, so, so, jerk bait. so what we settled is you like fishing faster. So what I'm curious about is we randomly chose a topic just because we we knew from watching you catch a bunch of fish, uh, drop shotting. Are you doing it this time of year, or is that more of like? Um, uh,
1: I hate drop shotting. To oh be entirely God, honest, I'm
0: so glad I chose that topic for today's episode. No,
1: no, welcome, no. It's everybody. a great, it's a great, it's a great technique, right? Yeah. I catch a ton of fish doing it. The problem mm-hmm. is, it works so well. That I find myself doing it way more than I would like to do it. So, like, I'm I'm a pretty James decent is. drop shotter, right? It catches yeah. a lot of fish, but I'm like, man, I just wish I could put this thing down because it catches a lot of fish. Yeah. It can't.
0: So, no, I totally get it. And that, yeah. that's I, 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 mean, I
2: get it because it's like hard to get Jeff to stop doing it.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. You're blaming
2: me? 100%. <laughs> you, you, it's easier that both, way.
0: Nope, nope, nope. We both always have a drop shot tied on. Well, I, I yes.
2: so I've I I have a question. So you've talked about um, I want I'm not going to say niche because I don't think crank baiting or, or jerk baiting is niche, but finesse jigging pretty niche. Um, super small. Pad, I'm I'm calling that super small. Most bass anglers, I think, a three inch paddle tail. You're you're entering super small, like more like what we would fish, which I would even consider. I go on ultra like tackle. Yeah, yeah, the donkey tail, right? So that's two point eight. That's the largest one that I would fish um and a lot of that even 1.2 1.8 so um and then and then now we're talking about drop shot so how i'm i'm this is kind of a softball question but like how important is gear with talk to me about the the the, i want to know about the jig first right now because that's kind of what we have gravitated to then i also want to know about drop shot like how important is gear and line setup with those with those rigs
1: um gear is incredibly important just and i don't i really don't like to be a gearhead. where i'm like man you gotta have this rod or you gotta have this line or reel like to me but gear is important in the way that your bait actually functions underwater and the way that it acts and falls and right. your ability to catch more fish than if you were using the wrong gear um maybe not so much with a finesse jig so i actually have a very different approach my buddy nathan dirds who fishes with me quite a bit so he throws his finesse jig on a spinning rod throws it on a seven foot three medium heavy so it's like it's a seven three medium heavy spinning rod half ounce yeah half ounce 12 pound braid to 10 or 12 pound fluorocarbon right so it's not like small gear um then he fishes a pretty tight drag, but the benefit of a spinning rod is the amount of sensitivity and how fast you can get that bait to fall. Right. So like even when you're because I'm fishing it on 12 pound fluorocarbon, this bait will fall significantly faster than mine will because of the, the free ability of that line to come off the spool. So It's like, just even, the line.
2: You're not working against the spool even at zero. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Even right. at zero, right? Like if I'm pulling line, I still can't get my bait to fall at the same speed because it's not as free as his, which is essentially 100% free. Yeah. Um, like with a finesse jig, I think the biggest thing is just having an understanding, especially with finesse jig. You're talking lighter line scenarios, more open water scenarios. I'm not fishing a jig with a weed guard at all. Um, it's an open hook, small jig, small trailer, small hook. So it just catches a lot of fish. It's very much like a Ned Rig. But it just so isn't a
2: you're using a bait caster. What, what, like, are you using a like a medium? It's a medium heavy,
1: so it's it's like the same rod, right? I'm fishing a 7 3 medium heavy bait casting version, and I just like hitting them. I love, I love fishing a jig. Oh, I just get to hit them as hard as I want and just trust that I have the right rod. Like, this is the benefit of having the right rod you can hit them as hard as you want, and that rod's gonna give, and then you just play them with. Bait casting gear instead of a spinning setup. Like to me, a finesse jig, just understand it's just about kind of downsizing from a jig setup.
2: It's impressive though that you're using fluoro when it's cold out, dropping to 15 feet, um, and you're using straight floral, right? Yeah. So bait caster. You got to be, you got to, you got to get your bait caster dialed because I'll tell you right now, for a lot of intermediate and advanced anglers, that is a backlash waiting to happen. Cold weather, fun. straight floral, and and, and dropping sadist. fast. Just I just want to be really clear. Like I don't care. I don't. I mean, from I'll tell you right now. If it were me, I'd be work, I'd be. I would have my little pocket knife. Uh, the back of it working backlashes like the whole day because it re-tire, would, be, re-tire, re-tire. It would be. It would. It would happen. It would. I'm just like. Let's not pretend like it wouldn't happen to me. It would in that situation. The cold and the fast drop will get me.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing is a fast drop. So like as soon as it hits the water, I'm immediately stripping line. Right. So like, yeah, just strip line off my reel and then lock my reel in. And then as soon as my jig. So like there's a technique you can do where you can tell when your bait hits bottom because your line will have a bow. Right. Once your bait hits bottom, your line will slack out against the top of the water. At which point I'm going to hold my line and just reel up the slack and start fishing the jig back.
2: You're you're literally ice fishing, my friend. Literally Oops, ice fishing on a boat. That's exactly this, this what I would do. I like, <laughs> There's just two 100%. weeks
0: in a row where conventional has met ice fishing. Debo was yes. on last week and he just talked about how kind of fishing a glide especially if you're using sonar is talking, like similar so, to ice fishing. You're calling it
2: scope? Live scope yeah. makes everything look like sonar be- like ice fishing because that's exactly the same yeah. type of technology right like when I'm ice fishing yes. it's very similar the concept of like what I'm watching and what I'm the information that I'm getting, and then my reaction to the information is like identical to what I'm doing vertically ice fishing uh, with a with sonar, right? you know, you know what's
0: yes. terrible, you guys? We have to go
1: ice fishing soon. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, I dude.
0: hate it so much.
1: <laughs> I hate it. I you guys can tell just from this podcast. I am a very fast fisherman. Like yeah, I cover water. I move. I don't sit in one spot. I'm totally impatient. Part of it's because of live scope, right? And mm-hmm. you can kind of down water very quickly part of it i just can't sit still and then when i get in a shanty dude i'm so lazy like if it's like i just want to move and move and move and move (laughs) and if i'm not fishing them or if i'm not finding and catching them like i'm unhappy
0: dude that's (laughs) well paul Paul and i just run across the lake that we fished and we swiss cheese the ice we're just like (laughs) drill another hole they're not here go (laughs) and i'm like uh somebody okay
1: You guys can tell just by their energy level here, but you guys don't understand like Paul's energy level. What you see right here, it's like in person times two. It's not ideal. It's true. Paul is the most like happy. I don't know if it's happy-go-lucky. It's just like super positive, ultra (laughs) high energy all the time. (laughs)
2: He's, just, he's a just horrible a individual remove here, the man. positive
0: <laughs> ultra negative super yeah, sad yeah. very <laughs> ragey
2: i think That's is funny. usually what i get Rage um,
0: is, a, is a key term for sure <laughs> all right so i i think at this point in the show like we've got we've got some techniques nailed down so uh apologize to everybody who's like looking forward to just talking about drop shots but also you're i'll welcome. touch on
1: drop shotting real quick because here's like sure. there's some really really good stuff here um and i think a lot of people get turned off by a drop shot because if you think of historical drop shotting right you're thinking you take long leader bait you make a long cast and you drag it back to the boat mm-hmm. that's not how i fish a drop shot ever nope. so like i will just absolutely never fish it like that because i don't have the patience so I'm a very target-oriented fisherman with a drop shot. So, like, if I know there's a patch of grass, I'll flip my drop shot to the grass. If I know there's a contour change or there's a bottom composition change, I'm focusing on that. Or let's say you don't have electronics. Let's say you're fishing from the bank, right? You can use your drop shot, upsize your line a little bit. Instead of fishing 8 to 6, fish like 10 or 12 to 10, flip it around your laydowns, large mouth or small mouth and like have success that way but i'm just not one of the guys that's going to cast it out and drag it back to the boat i just think the biggest misconception is that you have to catch or you have to do that to catch fish i use it as a target fishing technique to quickly cover water and when fish are finicky and i know they're on a certain spot then you can dead stick then you can cast it out to that specific piece of cover and hold it there I'm never going to be dragging it. It's just so tough, man. It's so slow.
0: I, I think that's huge because I, I definitely hear that a lot. Uh, whenever we do Finaster, we do Ultralighter. It was like, I just don't want
2: to fish slow. And then I'm like, I, was gonna say, I don't <laughs> have the patience. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not patient enough. I yeah. get so, we I don't like, want to go on a slow. tirade. I want to go on a tirade. Because the same thing with the rig. People will be like, I, you know, I just need to be more patient with the rig. I'm like, no, no, you don't. Absolutely not. Like a Ned rig is just a jig. Like, I mean, there's there's other ways to fish it, but like, it's a jig. It's just a jig. Like, oh my god, it gets me very uh, benefit of it. Right?
1: Is like, it's a smaller presentation jig that will get bites. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fish it any slower. You just have to put it in front of them.
0: Yeah, and we don't fish it slow. Like, I will go EWG style. I will fish a quarter ounce, and that's like a big Ned, and I will catch all the fish on it. And I feel very confident in it. And I'm constantly moving it. it. It's like, I'll swim it and I'll hop it. I don't drag it. I mean, unless I absolutely have to. And It's going to be one of those days, right? Uh, which was the river the other day. We fished with, you can <laughs> do better, fish anything. And it was just like, cast it out and just let it go. Tumbling over rocks and then you would get a fish. And that was all that worked. And Like nothing. We fished everything. Although he did. Well, the tube, we fished the same way. I fished it too. And then jig. Like, so J- we're just dragging everything. Right. And then
2: Ethan, this <laughs> is a mega best. <laughs> well, he hit the he hit the only he hit the only water. Yeah, but he hit the only still water that we actually really had. Oh, like, that was up ahead of us. We couldn't. We get didn't. To have, we had right almost pedal kayaks and the water
0: man, in the it. grand is so low right now. We had to get out in 50 degree water barefoot because we were dumb and not prepared and drag our boats up river as far as we could go. It was horrible. And then it's he was terrible. he had his paddles because he's smart. And then he just paddled up river. So he went like way up around the bend. And then yeah, he was fishing, uh, what is it called? The mag dra- the, the small mag, mag, <laughs> mag Yeah. Mini mag. Yeah. And he caught on that. I was like, sweet. It like the awesome. rest of the time we we're just dragon nets, right? And uh yeah, so like drop shot, I wanted to touch on real quick, was just like off, the lightest drop shot weight I generally throw is a quarter round. And then I'm t- typically three-eighths, right? So like three-eighths is my go-to. And I do not let that thing sit still. I do not pull it back. I'm constantly moving it. If I'm not moving the rod, I'm moving the line. So I mean, do do you find? And I'll we'll do this real quick because we are going to get to slow rolling thunder and respect our hour time limit here. Uh, and I okay, think we can fine. do something. We can do something really cool and fun with slow rolling thunder. Maybe spice it up with like some tips and tricks. Unless you got a different idea, Paul. Um, he doesn't cool. Neat. We'll do my idea. Uh, so <laughs> real quick on drop shot, like. For somebody who's outside looking in saying like, that's done, that's slow. I don't want to do that. Like, how would you potentially get them into like, just try this, put some time and effort into it? Because you know, and we know, like they're going to catch a lot of fish on it. Like what, what would be like an entry for that?
1: Yeah, man. So like my big thing is I fish a quarter on strap shot anytime I'm less than 15 foot, which is quite a bit, right? Um, and the biggest tip I give someone that has never fished a drop shot and is afraid to, is if you would flip a jig into that lay down or onto that log or onto that rock, take your drop shot and flip it there and let it hit bottom and just hold it. Just hold it and count to like 20 seconds and reel it back in and flip it again. Just like you would a jig, right? You're doing nothing different than you would flip fish a jig which I know some people, that may be a, bit a bad analogy because people don't like jig fishing either. But let's say a net rigger, whatever your confidence, slow technique is. 10 to 15 seconds, fill it in, flip it to the next spot. Like if you do that, you're going to catch fish right. because the drop shot presents a bait in a way that no other technique can present a bait, in a way that no other way, technique can present a bait, and you can utilize it, like you mentioned, literally fish current in a way that you can't fish other baits so like it's so effective you just have to get the confidence that fish are going to bite it and it doesn't have to be slow flip it hold it for 10 seconds reel it in flip it hold it for 10 seconds reel it in and then they'll catch them and then they're going to be like wow this is my favorite way to catch a bass (laughs) because they hammer like they they fish smoke a drop shot so like they'll take it and they'll start running to the side and you'll see your line start swimming or like they'll pull it away like a jig. It, it's a fun bite. Like a lot of people also think it's like a net rig where it just gets heavy and it does sometimes, but a lot of times they smoke it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I will definitely, you'll get that like big pull. It's awesome. And also yeah. because of the way it's rigged up, like you're almost always top of the mouth. So they are, <laughs> you're good. It's a tiny hook, but you always hit them in the right, in the right spot. Yes. And I just want you guys to imagine like, imagine your plastic sitting horizontal above the bottom, out of debris, out of the muck, like, and just naturally moving in the water. Like, what fish isn't going to eat that? It almost doesn't matter what you do at that point. You just let that sit, like Ben's saying. You're going to so, catch fish on it. And I promise it's of, you, it's a lot of fun. Also, you can I'd, rig them weedless. I, I got those, uh, the size, I think it's a size one or size two, like very small gamakatsus. They make a, uh, a worm wormlock hook like a little ewg it's a tiny baby ewg and you can rig any drop shot bait to that um i've used them all the x zone hot shots the new ones that are coming in this month's monster bass as well uh you guys know my favorite the z-man trick shots um you're fishing the the flatworm right like what's yeah. you mentioned before like where you fish most time it's that smoke purple is like yeah, your favorite. i really like
1: the smelt or smoke purple right so smelt. like really natural colors um just like to me scent is enormously important um it's like the next realm of bass fishing that everyone's going to start getting into is like how to get fish to trigger on scent-based baits um yeah. i think max has really started to lead the way in that and we have other companies that are really getting into like io-based scents which is important
0: for sure we, we've talked to a few and somebody keeps bringing up like bait fuel in here i don't even know what that is. I mean, I think I've seen it here and there, but we'll yeah, have to check that out. We'll do like a scent versus an 10-cent. They
1: feel like someone had an overstock of KY jelly and they're like,
2: <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> sold. The oh, but okay. I mean even Ooh. even Nico even Nico bait even Nico baits though like one of the sort of like and that's a bait that we've been using for a long time. Right, right, right. Um they're using shrimp and you know a lot of those other natural things that everyone else, earthworm, and some of that other stuff. So it's like I mean it totally makes sense. Um gradable, all if, the good stuff. If if guys it's amazing, like dudes who this I, I was off scent forever until you see guys like Travis Manson who like what they do with their free time is like cook up insane sense, soak all their baits in it and then they're that's that's their, that's what they're doing right now. Like that's the thing and you're like, all right, I can't dog it because I've watched yeah. it work a million times. I was off so, scent
1: until I literally got my butt kicked by a, a nine-year-old kid in my boat fishing Max Max next to me. Literally, dude, like I was we were on this spot, right, and there were thousands of fish. Like every cast, you could catch one. Yeah, oh, picked him up off the bank or whatever, and he was in the boat with me. Well, I'm like, I'm not gonna waste my max scent fishing for these thousands of fish. But here, kid, like I want you to catch some. So here's some max scent. It was like five to one max scent to unscented. This kid's nine, like had no clue what he's doing, like casting yeah. over, like backlashing his spinning reel. It's just like crazy, dude. Then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to start fishing Maxent, because, like, it's real scent or something about it, because I know I'm sponsored by Berkeley, but Maxent baits look terrible in the water when you actually fish them on a drop shot, like they sink. Yeah. The scent tells me that it catches them.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you you, you got a bait that just looks terrible, and it's still catching them, that's great.
1: Maybe that's going to be
2: my 2023 adventure. Like that's what that's Scented what I'm baits. gonna I'm just gonna decide to obsess over that next year. Maybe you're just gonna get be all it. that
0: bait fuel. You're gonna fill up a kiddie pool of bait fuel. My you're jelly. Gonna, <laughs> you're gonna throw all your baits in it.
2: <laughs> Look Why does I'm this made. guy have a giant order of Astroglide? Well, nah, nah, it's about nah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's gonna get. That is a real
1: things. thing, Travis. Travis obsesses over it. He it's literally cooks salt out of his baits.
0: Those he, those guys. He,
1: he soaks his baits till the salt dissolves out and then re-soaks his bait in scents So it absorbs into the pores where the salt used to be. Yeah. He has that, you know, it they takes gave us a s- couple
0: bags. Remember? Like we still have, I have some of their tubes and some of their, uh, their Z-Man um, finesse TRDs. It, it, they gave me some.
2: It takes, it takes a certain type of conspiracy theorist to, to to really make <laughs> something like to, to come up with something like that and get that into it and honestly we wouldn't go back there <laughs> but he's but he's right and i and i don't hate to say it all right but we are he's right about the, what
0: he's australia well, he's not, not right about
2: the space wolves that are coming from upside down australia to, <laughs> australia to do man. whatever they're gonna do
0: we but. had so much fun hanging out with that guy anyways <laughs> right. all right so Yep. I I do want to shout out a new member real quick. So we got Frank. I don't know if it's DuSet or Duquette, but you know, I can't say last names. You know, I don't speak Spanish. So Frank, welcome to the Snorlax crew. That means you get to come on camera with us for our next members only live, which would be in November. I think we said 15th, right? We didn't say,
2: but we will. No,
0: I said, you're not involved in this conversation, Chas. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, so we'll see you at the next one, buddy. The 15th. Awesome. So November 15th will be the next Members Only Live. So really appreciate you guys. Um, also, Ben, thank you so much for the time today. We like to close out our shows with what we call Slow Rolling Thunder. And it's slow because a lightning round, we, we just we we can't do it. it. We just can't we do tried.
2: it. So okay. Okay. We're going to chase that a little bit. I've
1: never heard of this, but this is great. We made
2: it up. That's why. It's we, faster. I'm it. It's faster than a turtle, <laughs> but it's definitely slower than than lightning.
0: It is. So here's how we're going to do this one. Uh, We're going to go with like four or five tips from you for right now. Things that you would tell any angler to get them on some fish. And just be like one kind of like short ish, quick action step. Like, Hey, go do this thing. You're going to go catch some fish. So any of those, So I'm I'm going to let you do one in a second. And real quick, you guys, some of you already know the rules. You're already doing great. So make sure you're chatting. Make sure you're saying something in chat right now, because we're going to draw that winner for the monster bass gift card again, 25 bucks. It's good to anything on the monsterbass.com website except for the actual subscription. But don't worry, they have a ton of baits. And also, I promise you, behind the scenes, we're working on it right now. An aggressively average angler shirt is coming, and the Nedrig Nerd shirts are coming. They will be on the Monster Bass site. I'm like two thirds of the way to getting that done. So just bear with me, right? Uh, but for the time being, go buy some baits. There's lots of baits on there and, and rods too. So you can pre order a rod if you want to. Uh, put it towards whatever you want. But there you go. So we're going to draw one winner for that. And we'll do it after the second or third tip. What do you think?
2: First question.
0: Second tip. You got it. <laughs> all right. So, uh,
1: all right. Just right checking now, out ben, all the comments coming in. There's a lot of great comments, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they go crazy at this point. Uh, also, earlier, <laughs> they were talking about some interesting topics. So, I don't know. Maybe go back and look at those later. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate. Uh, so, right now, Ben, what is like one? big tip to get people on fish that we'd give them right now for this time in the season, what would you say?
1: Uh, Target hard cover. So that would be like rock, wood, um, could be metal. Uh, It could also be sand bottom versus mud bottom, but you're targeting harder bottom areas or hard pieces of cover as opposed to things that are going to lose heat quickly. So things that heat up quickly and things that hold heat longer is a big tip right now.
0: Like it. So if you guys are bank fishing, use your eyeballs, polarized glasses. If you're not bank fishing, uh, use your sonar. If you don't have sonar, use your eyeballs and guess.
2: Use a map. <laughs> go look at the MDNR dude. That is, that was when I first started fishing. I'd never had electronics. I yeah. didn't know where to go in the river. I didn't know where to go on a lake. That was exactly where I went. There are free maps literally everywhere for every state and it'll tell you legit. <laughs> Marl, sand, rock, like, and it's wonderful. You can
0: print it out. You can put it on your phone. Navionics, um, yeah.
1: Navionics web app is a totally free app. You can literally print out thousand any map you want in the entire country. Use the sonar charts. It's definitely recommended, and it will tell you, like, the hard bottom areas, the soft bottom areas. And once you get really good at reading the map, and my buddy Caleb Bell is the best person ever at reading a map can be like oh you see those contour lines right there i would bet that there's rock there or i would bet there's a bottom transition there and it's like incredible so if you're really good at reading i guess could be tip number two is like understand how to read maps and what it's telling you yeah you can catch so many fish using using maps this time of year, looking for like contour changes and and tighter breaks um yep
0: yeah that's that's huge and i'll say like Backup option is you could get a castable sonar if you don't want to fully invest into a, a big sonar. Um, I would almost just do a big sonar. If, I, if I were Paul, I would say this: if you're going to spend one dollar, spend five thousand dollars and get the right thing. The first time uh, look, if you're going to, that's
2: what Paul lives. By, the yeah. next, the next, the next podcast, we're going to talk about frugal, uh, versus cheap. And oh, I, yeah, we,
0: we meant to get to that yesterday, yeah. we didn't get to it, but it was, yeah, we sure weird. didn't. All right, all right, anyways, we're going to draw away? now or do one more.
2: Run the
0: giveaway. All right, we're gonna run the giveaway, you guys, and then Ben's gonna roll out with a few more tips, and we're out of here. All right. So, Chaz, who has won the gift card? Awkward pause. Awkward Chaz pause. Chaz's on mute. Chaz's on rolling. Mute. He's on mute. He's muted all of us. The <laughs> burly hype man one? It's collusion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have his address a thousand times over at this point. Doesn't we, matter. We, we got our Good. boy. We got our boy. Perfect. Rocket Blades would also like everybody to represent. Hashtag burn big sunscreen. I'm with that campaign. If it's over 35 SPF, it is not real.
2: Unless you're in Jamaica.
0: But we <laughs> something, <laughs> you
2: guys. Don't skip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh All right. more I'm tips. gonna ask for I'm gonna ask for a specific tip. Do it. What is your favorite leader line?
0: Mm.
1: I, I love Sunline Sniper Seven. So like if I'm what drop mean? shotting at size seven. Yeah. And so the benefit benefit of Sunline, I'm not sponsored by Sunline, never have been, but um per pound test. So like if you were to look at seven pound test diameter line, it's probably equivalent to like eight or I wouldn't even say eight, I would say 10-pound test of your other brand lines. So there's a big importance on focusing on line diameter instead of line weight or line strength. Um, Line diameter, narrower line diameter, is going to give your bait more natural movement in the water because the line isn't going to be as impacted by the way the water's hitting it. So like that's why people say use this light of bait as possible, use as light of weight as possible, use as light of line. The lighter you go, the more natural your bait is going to act in the water. Um, so, Sunland Sniper has a smaller line diameter. So, especially when you're throwing a jerk bait, a drop shot, bait that is super impacted by line diameter, that's all I will use.
2: That's
0: huge. And I'm going to go order some. Paul, you want some?
1: <laughs> it was on my
2: list. It was literally, that was on my list. So, one of the things I did this year. I tested a whole bunch of different braids uh, yeah. ultra, for ultralight, mostly. So anything under six pound. And then I tested six or seven different um, different types of leader line. Uh, I didn't get to test two of them. They're up there, but yeah, I have a couple that I still want to test out. So that one was on the list, and I haven't gotten to it yet. So yeah.
1: Yeah, Sunland Sniper, that. and the other one is Daiwa J fluorocarbon. I think it's yes. the purple packaging fluorocarbon. Yeah, Daiwa.
2: So right. that one I did get to this year and I, I tested out the three different kinds of the Daiwa, the J-Braid that's out there. So there's a bunch of different versions of it, especially at the super, at the lighter weight. So I got to test all the different versions of that and that was kind of a big win actually for this year because there were some that I really liked and some that I was like, this is a guaranteed win not. Um, when fishing ultralight, again, this is really focusing on ultralight. Yeah. but but You're going to
1: like a really small size reel. So like what is it a baitcaster or is it a spinning reel?
2: I use a spinning reel and I use a five hundred size or a thousand. That's what I usually go to for the for the ultralight. And I'll tell you right now, what I I the the one thousand I like the one thousand a lot more than the five hundred. I've moved away from the super small and and honestly, I mean I I know that this is probably not like an earth shattering take or anything like that. But that Akuma Simar is fifty dollars. It it caught both of my PB smallmouth and and not in the river, so you know take it for what it's worth. It's not like it's a horse or anything, <clears throat> but it's less than fifty bucks. It's got super super um heavy duty bail, which is like a huge thing for me because I feel like you can throw away fifty or hundred dollars real quick on a light wire bail that you don't really need. There's no purpose for it. It's I mean Damn like you're, you're not like gonna hurt your wrist like flipping that over or anything. Um, very very smooth. And I love the grip on it. The grip I've like in the river it's, is kind of it's a big comfy. deal. You're getting wet all the time and it's a really, really good grip for, for being in a river specifically. And the sizing is like, could not be more perfect. And I actually just got the HD version of it to test out and Even I have caught fish on it. And I'm going to be honest, it's so nice. And it's still like, that's a hundred dollars, like 90, 90 95. And but that's if you're gonna like upsize. But for fifty dollars, I really don't know if you can get a better ultra. I mean, it's just a really, really solid ultra light. It's like
0: half our really ice really reels cheap. now. So so like the yeah. five hundred size below, you're thinking ice reels, right? The yep, thousand size, much. you're thinking like low end, yep. small size uh, spinning setup, right? Yep. Because yep. um, yep. like even my my medium light has a thousand size reel really, on, which I actually like. And the ultra, I like it. Yeah, I think the ultra has. Tony Caleb
1: kicked my butt on like a 15, it might've been a 1500, might've been a thousand or 1500, but yeah. he uh, threw straight six fluorocarbon. Which <laughs> I, I don't want to get into it, but he threw straight six fluorocarbon on that thing. Wow. And kicked my butt and he could cast that thing forever with that tiny, tiny, tiny reel. Yeah. Like, dude, That's this just... is the way you have to fish. You have to fish for trout like this back home and you catch fish. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, Caleb. Why do you gotta I... be so smart? I,
2: but it's so funny you say that because, uh, I was filming a video. It's a stupid jet ski video. Cause that's what I was fishing on it. We were at the cottage. That's what I Everybody had. Everybody loved it
0: and watched everyone it. hated that
2: video, but I was a, I had a, I had a seven one medium light. I had it on the 1000 size, which is what I was using at the time. That little Simar. I had six pound, the J braid, and I think it was the three strand or five. I can't remember the, but it was one of the smaller strands. With or without the wind, it didn't matter. I was throwing a one thirty-second jig like a yeah. thousand miles, With, like I don't zero know, maybe effort. Uh, maybe over the mountains, minimum. <laughs> but <laughs> nice, seriously, dude. and I I actually commented at one point in the video. I was I was uh, the wind was blowing me away from shore. I had found a spot where I knew there are rocks. There's a rocky point coming out, and there's a tree above it. Bright sunny day. Caught a fish there. I caught a giant drum and I was like, I bet you there's another one. But I was probably 40 yards further. No problem. All the way out, stopped the line right at the spot. And I was like, I can cast this so far um because of that. I just love that thousand size for ultralight. It just is such a leg up whenever you're in a situation like that. Yeah, it definitely makes a big difference.
0: So let's do this, you guys. Let's close out the show here. We did our giveaway. We dropped a whole bunch of tips here. Uh, so thank you to Ben. For the time today, we definitely lied to you. We lied straight to your face. It's ten minutes past the hour. We're
1: <laughs> no, guys, I really appreciate you having me on. I mean, I know we tried to get it on for a while, but um, no, this, I appreciate this it. It's been really
0: fun. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Absolutely, we covered a
1: lot of like really tips. There's honestly tips in this video that I've never talked about in any other video ever. So there's some real good stuff in here. Hope you guys so paid you- attention.
0: You guys should have paid attention. If you didn't, you better rewatch it. And if you're listening, come back and watch it anyways on YouTube. So I uh, appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight and for listening. If you guys are listening at home and uh, of course if you guys like the podcast, subscribe, do all the cool stuff really like on the listening platforms. That makes a big difference. So drop us a five-star review there if you could and share the show. Let's get more people on the show, talking and chat. You guys had some crazy conversations. Like I, I'm kind of excited to just scroll back and like read the heck y'all were talking about. Because, chat, chat, you out of control today. Um, Also, Chaz, thank you for blocking all the Russian bots who wanted to send us to adult friend finder sites or whatever, (laughs) friends, uh, and other random meanies that pop in. You're so good at this. Um, So, Ben, real quick, where should everybody be looking at you? Uh, if If they're not following you now, they need to be following you. So where are you doing stuff at the moment?
1: um my big thing is youtube right now really big into the youtube shorts game i know you guys got on that a while ago but like it's a really fun platform i'm able to post a bunch of like short form content as well as just normal youtube videos and then a little bit on instagram i'm still pretty active on there but YouTube shorts is fun if you guys want to message me instagram's a place to get a hold of me
0: got it and that's so br br-noack.
1: underscore fishing yep
0: there you go br fishing go check it out uh also Benjamin Noack on YouTube you what, what was your I yeah, you... it was a
1: smallmouth experience for a while thank you so I went from Benjamin Fish or Benjamin Noack to the smallmouth experience back to Benjamin Noack because like posted a couple largemouth videos in there and people were like I didn't sign up for this I love when and people said, say that I love okay, that so much. Benjamin Noack so <laughs> You also aren't paying me to watch. Isn't that
0: cards. isn't that so funny though? It's the people that don't pay. They're just here on the free app watching free videos and like I didn't sign up for Flesh Dash here to show me short funny videos. And <laughs> sorry, <dogs>. not sorry. Oh,
1: <laughs> so good. Can people hear you, Chaz, or are we talking to air? Okay, cool.
0: Oh, we tagged you! Look at look oh, at us go! Is that the dude. new the new like ha- um, username
1: handles. or whatever it is? Handles. Yeah, yeah we
2: have handles now.
0: <laughs> when when YouTube was like, you guys get handles now. It's
2: like I've had a oh, bro. <laughs> everyone's like, like Bruh, it's like uh, cool. <laughs> it's like a it's like announcing at school like guys, you have desks. Like cool. Thank guys, you, YouTube. You're if you want to so call helpful.
0: someone, you can call collect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can dial the phone number. <laughs> They can leave a voicemail too. Wow. Crazy. All right. Anyways, uh, we're not going to hold Ben any longer tonight, you guys, but uh, thank you so much for everybody hanging out and chat and being awesome uh, supporting the show, supporting Ben Uh, and Ben. Thanks for your time, brother. And we need to fish very soon. And it's probably not going to happen this year because you get two more days left, but (laughs) next year, let's do that thing. We'll make it happen. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We'll catch you uh, next week. Chaz. Take us out.